0: Welcome to the West Point Church Podcast. Here you can find past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates as soon as those sermons are posted. I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a good week. I want to talk about what peace means to each one of us. You know, I I think we all have an idea of what peace can look like. Um, And I'll be honest, my view of peace uh, maybe looked a little bit something like this first picture I want to show you. This is me on a beach. It, it's coming. I believe it's coming. Um, this is a couple of years ago. Those are my feet. Don't they look lovely? Like, I mean, can you uh, can you just take yourself there mentally? Just close your eyes and like put yourself in Mexico right now on this beach and the waves are rolling in and it's peaceful and and oh man, it's just this amazing moment. Or, you know, I've thought this before. I'm like, you know what would be great right now, just to go for a nice round of golf, and on a nice sunny day, and like this is a picture of, of me and my, my dad golfing, and i mean just a beautiful scenery, it's quiet, but how many know that if you've ever gone to the golf course before, that's not like a recipe for peace? In fact, going golfing is, is more a measure of whether your blood pressure medication is working or not all right, because you start hitting this bad shot, and and you end up, you know, just off the green, and you're like, okay, you know what, I'll make up for it on the next one, and you go to hit the ball, and it goes like two feet in front of you, and you're in the exact same position you're in. Then you get like, okay, I got to hit a little bit harder, and this time you hit the ball wrong, and it goes 40 feet past the green. Anybody ever been there before? Like, it, 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 stresses you out. And what's supposed to be this beautiful, peaceful place ends up being like stressful. It causes you anxiety and frustration. And the problem with any scenario that we put ourselves in to find peace is that it's only a temporary relief from our circumstances. Because peace doesn't have to do with the circumstances that you're in right? That's, that's a break that might relieve a little bit of stress for a moment, but true peace is found in the middle of a storm. I want to show you this next picture. Um, this is a, this is a painting that's hanging in my office. And if you remember SD Hupp, she painted this during a service back when I, when I first started here and, um, Just an incredible message in this painting. It's you have the wind and the waves and and everything that's going on, the storm going on outside, but inside this woman, there's peace, there's calm waters. That's what God can do for us. That's what peace is about. And so I want to give you a few thoughts about what peace is this morning because. If we're leaving it up to ourselves, we're never going to have peace. If we're trying to find peace in our circumstances, we're always going to struggle. Maybe, um, maybe you've thought, "Oh, if I could just go golfing, I'd have peace." Or if I could just go on a vacation, I'd find some rest or if I just had a certain balance in my bank account, I would feel a little bit better, I would have peace. Or if I just had better relationships with people, if if I could get along with my spouse a little bit better, then I would have peace. Or or if my church was better, if the pastor wasn't so boring on Sunday mornings, then I could actually learn something and I would have peace. Uh, all of these things are a temporary escape. And when we look to our circumstances to find peace, we're always going to have unrest. We're going to move ourselves halfway across the country because if I could just live in that one spot, then I could find peace there. Or, or if, if I could just change jobs and, and, and have a, a better work circumstance, then I could find peace there. And we look to that temporary escape, and maybe it brings a little bit of relief for a short time. But then all the pressures of life keep adding on, keep adding on, and keep adding on. Jesus talked to his disciples about what peace is. And I want to look at that today. And there are a couple different passages where he's talking about this moment. The first one I want to look at is in John chapter 16. And this is what he says to his disciples. I've said these things to you. This is verse 33 of John 16. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have peace. Tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Now, I don't know about you, but that statement does not make a lot of sense to me. So I said these things to you that you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trials. You're going to have pain. You're going to have suffering. I'm saying this to you so that you can have peace. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying, in order that I'm going to have peace, I need to know that I'm going to have problems, that I'm going to have trouble, that I'm going to have frustrations, that I'm going to have circumstances that are going to drive me crazy. And in this, that's supposed to bring me peace. Can I tell you something this morning? God promises peace, not the absence of trials. In fact, it's the other way around. God doesn't promise the absence of trials. He promises the presence of trials. And he's telling us this so we can have peace. Pressure and trials don't mean that you you can't have peace. In fact, can I say it this way? Can I push it a step further? Pressure is the only way that you actually know you do have peace until you experience that moment where you have pressure you don't know if you have peace think about the, the story of the disciples when they're in a boat with Jesus and they're riding across the sea of Galilee and a storm comes up and they're in this boat and we, you know we think of like like this ocean liner sometimes where Jesus is down in his cabin on a nice comfortable bed sleeping but this is not like a massive boat okay this is probably maybe 20 30 feet big and Jesus is sleeping in the boat in this massive storm. And the disciples wake him up and they're like, Jesus, what is going on? We have a storm here. Don't you realize what's going on? Can't you do something about this? And here Jesus is resting in the midst of the storm. Because peace is not found in your circumstances. It's found in the midst of those circumstances. You can't control what happens Around you. Life is not always easy. There are things that happen in life that will cause you stress, that will cause you frustration, and even the normal day-to-day things are hard. Even going through life on a regular basis, the normal day-to-day stuff is a challenge. But you know, most of us would say, you know, if everything would just go okay, like if I could keep my job, you know, make some decent money, I could, you know, just have some friends to hang out with, if I had, you know, some stuff to do to entertain me, I could get through life okay. It's kind of like trying to do push-ups. All right. Push-ups are hard, right? But they're not that hard. Like, I can, I mean, I can do some push-ups, and you know, it's it's like. I mean, I can't do a lot of them, but you know, I can do a few of them, and it's, it's manageable, and, and I can get through it. But what happens when life gets a little bit harder and that pressure starts to come and weigh you down? And you know, what's amazing is there are things in life that provide weight or pressure in your life and we tend to wear those things and so maybe it's just a little thing and you know what's crazy sometimes the little things are the things that set you off the most right because you have all the normal things in life and, and um but then you add the fact that your kid just spills their chocolate milk all over your car right Not that big of a deal, but it's kind of frustrating, right? And you add a little bit of pressure onto that. You have a little bit more to carry. You have a little bit more going on. And then maybe your spouse buys something that they don't really need. And it's kind of expensive. And you were going to use that money to go on vacation, right? And so a little bit more weight is added. And so now, you add that additional weight. Then you go through life. And now you got to try to balance everything else that you're carrying. And it's like, it's not that much more, but man, it makes it a lot harder, you know? And you start to, to struggle a little bit. You see my arms shaking a little bit there, like... Obviously, I don't go to the gym that often and lift. (laughs) But, like, it gets heavy. It gets hard. And it's a little thing, but it can add to it. And that stress can wear on you. And eventually, you get to that point where it's just, it just seems like it's too much to push up. If we go back in that passage that we were just reading in John chapter 16, this is a few verses earlier in, in verses four through six. This is what Jesus says to his disciples before he tells them, You're going to have lots of problems, but I've told you this so that you can have peace. (laughs) Verse 4, it says, But I've said these things to you that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Well, you're darn right, sorrow's filled my heart, Jesus. I left everything for you. I left my job. I left my security. I left my comfort. You said, Follow me, and I dropped everything and followed you. I mean, can you imagine what was going through the disciples' head at this moment? like, you're leaving? I thought we were supposed to do something here. You know, like when you're the guy that like makes everything happen, okay? Like, like when we needed to pay our taxes, he went and found a fish and there was taxes in his mouth. We're not going to be able to do that by ourselves, right? Or we had a crowd to feed and you, and you multiplied fish and bread for 5,000 people. And now you're leaving. But God promises a helper. Here's what it says in verse 7 as we continue to read. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, those of you who have been in church a long time, you know we're talking about the Holy Spirit here. We're talking about the one that was sent by, from God through Jesus. He's promising this helper that's coming. You know, life doesn't stop adding pressure at any point, right? There might be seasons where the pressure is a little bit lighter than others. But usually it just keeps building and building and building till there's more and more and more. And you start out with what might seem like a lot of weight. And then you add a little bit more. Put that in there. Now you got to go through life with even more weight. Yeah, this isn't going to be fun, right? And you get ready, you get, you psych yourself up, you get out of bed in the morning, and here you go, and it's like, yep, okay, I'm feeling that now, right? Like, oh yeah, okay, maybe one more, <laughs> woo, and now we're working, right? We're struggling. We're trying to hold on. Maybe that bank balance is a little bit low. Maybe things aren't going so well at work, and you're worried you're gonna lose your job. That pressure keeps building. Those circumstances weigh on you a little bit more. Where are you gonna find your peace then? Jesus says it right here. He says, the helper is coming. Our peace is in the Holy Spirit. We need that peace so that when that burden comes, that weight comes, that pressure comes, we have someone to help us. And eventually you get to a point This is not light, okay? (laughs) Just want to make that abundantly clear here. Now we're talking about some weight. We're talking about a heavy load. How many think I can do some push-ups with this on? Y'all are lying, okay? (laughs) Y'all want to see me suffer. I know how it is. We need the Holy Spirit, right? We need the Helper. And when we need the Holy Spirit, He's there for us. We have access to Him. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you have access to the Holy Spirit. 1 Peter 5.7 says, Cast all your anxieties on Him, for He cares for you. I need the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, come help me. No, oh, I mean it. Come on, help me. Oh, there's there's the Holy Spirit. There he is. All right. Let me get down. We're going to try this again here. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, Holy Spirit, go ahead. Help me out there. Yeah. You know what? This is this is kind of easy. I can, I can do this all day. I I mean, when you're under that pressure and you're feeling that weight and you're feeling that burden, that's when you need the Holy Spirit. When you're going through that difficult time because you put all that weight in your life, all that stuff in your life, you might think, you know what? It's a lot easier to stop lifting. It's easier to go drinking instead. It's easier to turn to drugs. Maybe it's even easier to end your life than to try to lift this burden again. But if you have help, and you begin to learn that, hey, this isn't so bad, when I have my helper with me, when I have somebody to hold on and help lift that burden, then you can wake up in the morning and be like, all right, I can go again. Here we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can do that. I mean, well, come on! Like, it's it's easier, it's easier this way than it was when I was doing it by myself with no backpack on. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Thanks, Nick. Everybody, give him a hand. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, the Helper. Two chapters earlier in John 14, verse 25, this is what he said. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and bring to your remembrance everything that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When Jesus says, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Our peace is in him. It's not that my life is without pressure. I still feel that pressure, but in every situation, I have an advantage. He's my helper. He makes it easier. And it's not in that complete relief of pressure. There are still things that we need to lift. But now, instead of the pressure crushing me, it makes me stronger. Because I have a helper. Because I have an advantage. And when we turn to the Holy Spirit, we have an advantage in life. We have something that can help us through that process. It's not that we're smarter than anyone else or more talented or more gifted. We just have access to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is like Google Maps. You wanna know what I mean? It's turn-by-turn navigation. It's not like MapQuest back in the day when you had to like, figure out where you were going and print out the map, and if there was construction, you'd be in big trouble because like then what do I do? I don't know where I'm going, and you're trying to read this little paper map. No, Google Maps is turn-by-turn navigation. Holy Spirit says turn right, you turn right. It's that simple. In 200 feet, you're going to make a left turn. Now, sometimes it's not as clear and as obvious as that, but when we learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, we're more in tune with what He has to say to us. And that only comes by practice. You know what the problem is um, with most Christians today? It's that they've figured out the, the feature on Google Maps, Holy Spirit version, that has really affected the way that they are receiving directions. See, I listen to audiobooks in my car. My radio doesn't work in my car. I know that's kind of weird. So I don't listen to the radio ever. I listen to audiobooks or podcasts and stuff like that. And it's really annoying when you've got Google Maps up and you're trying to listen to a podcast and they're interrupting you every 30 seconds, telling you in 200 feet, make a left turn. So I found out something on that Google Maps feature that you can do. You can hit the mute button. And I figured that out about three years ago. And since then, I have missed more turns than you could possibly imagine, right? Because it's one thing to like look at that thing and see, oh, I got a turn coming. But, but it's a different when they're saying, okay, you need to turn right now. It's a lot harder to miss that turn. And we as believers do that all the time. We press the mute button on the Holy Spirit. We go through our daily lives, we live our lives, and we never take the time to stop and listen to what He has to say to us. And we could avoid so many wrong turns, so many mistakes, so many failures, if we would just listen to the Holy Spirit. If you want peace in your life, you need to tune in to His voice. You need to listen to Him on a daily basis, in the little decisions that you have to make, How much time does it really take to stop and listen to the voice of God? But how often do we blow through life as if we don't even have that option available to us? We've stopped listening, we've stopped hearing Him, and we miss an opportunity. We forfeit the advantage that God has given to us. You have access to the Holy Spirit in your life, but if you're wondering why you're missing it, maybe you need to unmute his voice. And ask the worship team to come back up as I give you this last point this morning. John 14:17 says this: "Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him." You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. The promise of peace is a person, it's the Holy Spirit. Your peace isn't dependent on your circumstances, on everything going right, on everything being the way that you planned it to be. Your peace is dependent on the fact that God loves you and He cares about you. And His Holy Spirit is there to lead you and to guide you. You know, Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus did for us, now we don't have to fear the punishment and the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. When you're saved, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But can I give you the next level, the next step? Because it's one thing to have peace with God, but the Bible tells us then we, when we abide in Him, not only do we have peace with God, we have peace the peace of God. Let me read this verse from Isaiah chapter 26. It says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. When you learn to trust in God, when you learn to focus on him and abide in, In him. Now it's not just security of of salvation and hope that comes through that. Now it's the peace of God actually rests on your heart. But the Bible says the, the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind. It's the Holy Spirit. We need Him. And every believer, every person who has placed their faith in Jesus Christ has access to that Holy Spirit. So are you going to abide in Him and listen to His voice? Or are you going to blow through life with the mute button on?